And God, we do thank you that you do create that home in our hearts, that home where you reside. We thank you and we praise you for all the ways that you parent us. And we do want to thank you that you love us like that loving father and you love us like that strong mother. You love us in more ways than we can even begin to count. And we thank you and we praise you. And in these moments, take us deeper and deeper into the home that you've created for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. In today's psalm, Psalm 5, you've noticed a phrase that we repeated together several times. That phrase from the psalmist, be mindful of our words, O God, we pray. That's actually a little bit understated from what the psalmist was really thinking. The psalmist was facing desperate times and accusations, and so the psalmist was actually saying something more like, God, don't forget me. I need you right now. Hello, I'm here. Help! <laughs> That's more of, of what's going on in this scripture. The song that we sang a few moments ago where we sang together, we're desperate for you. That's what the psalmist is really saying in this prayer, this Psalm 5. Words don't quite convey the emotion of it. To help us kind of get into the feeling of the psalmist, think with me on a time when you felt forgotten. Take a moment. Did you ever feel that you were forgotten somehow, overlooked? I found myself thinking back to a time when I waited at a parking ride bus stop for three hours in the rain. <laughs> it's when I was living in Seattle and didn't have a car and I took the bus every day to and from work and my father was supposed to pick me up at five o'clock. Now Seattle is known for its rain and yes it rained and at that time uh, my briefcase happened to be a paper sack from the grocery store and it was full of my books and all the kind of stuff I'd read on the bus and you know the first hour was one thing but in the second hour that bag began to break I was wet and the wetter I got the madder I got I found myself thinking how could my father forget me now this was pre cell phone age I'm dating myself a little bit but it's not like I could just get on the phone and try to reach my dad I kept thinking he'll show up any minute three hours later eight o'clock mom and dad were getting ready to have dinner and mom said where's Dwayne <laughs> Dad was like, oh, he's at the parking ride. <laughs> the good news about God is that God never has to say, I left him at the parking ride. <laughs> God knows where we are. God's relationship to us is that close and that intimate. The good news of our scripture today is that it describes for us an intimate relationship between God and people. And if you think about good relationships, be them father-son relationships, and my dad and I have recovered from that incident. It took a while, but we recovered. But what really sets good relationships apart is this idea 
of mindfulness. Mindfulness as an act of intention. And the good news of our scripture this morning is that even as we call out, God, hello, we're here, don't forget us. God is mindful of us. God is mindful of us with divine intimacy. And that God's relationship to us through mindfulness gives us a window into the best relationships of all. Divine mindfulness. Good relationships provide a window into the kind of relationship that God chooses to have with us. God is the creator of the universe. God's glory exceeds the heavens. Yet the same God is mindful of each of us. God's mindfulness of us is as remarkable as the act of creation itself. Mindfulness is a form of love. It is a love that resists distraction. It is a staunch refusal to fall into absent-mindedness. Mindfulness is focused, sustained attention toward the beloved. Mindfulness is an act of will. Mindfulness is choosing to cherish and then choosing again and again never to back away from that initial decision. Devoted spouses, dedicated friends, caring parents are all mindful of the ones they love. Above all else, God is mindful of us. God chose before the foundation of the world to be the God for humanity, God for us. On the basis of this primal act of divine will, we can be assured that God's attention never wavers. Our Creator is eternally mindful of us. God is mindful of us in, ways, in a way that is unique in all of God's creation. Hmm. What is mindfulness? It's one of the expressions of love. In a specific way, mindfulness is love that does not forget. Love that doesn't forget that important anniversary. Love that does not forget that date. Love that does not forget the depths of connection, heart to heart. Mindfulness is love with intention. Mindfulness is love with direction. Not some warm, fuzzy, out there kind of love, but a love that gets close. It's God love, God intention, God mindfulness. How close is God? How intimate is God with us? There are many ways to describe it, but one of the ancient writers, Julian of Norwich, described God as our clothing. God is the one we wear. God is the one who comforts us and guides us, embraces us, and enfolds us. God is that close to us. If you recalled a memory of a time when you were forgotten, hold that memory out now and let God take it and then enfold you in this love. 
What's the natural response to God's mindfulness of us? How about our mindfulness of God? I'd like you to think for a few moments about the practices in your life that draw you to God, your spiritual practices. Again, we can approach this in lots of different ways. Some of us are kind of bookish, and we practice the presence of God through Scripture and through reading. Others of you may be active. You may feel close to God when you're digging into the earth and planting flowers and watching them grow. The question I present this morning is, what are you doing in your life to respond to God's mindfulness of you? How do you return that mindfulness? One of the practices that's been tested through time is the idea of being mindful of God as the first thought of the morning. How easy it is to begin the day in a mad rush of getting ready, finding missing socks and eating burnt toast, and forgetting to begin the day in God's presence. By beginning the day in prayer, if only for several minutes, we join the psalmist in watching for God. We offer our sighs, hopes, worries, and dreams on the altar of our hearts before our daily concerns distract us. God desires that we watch in humble expectation. Mm. And our scripture today actually talks about this idea of meeting God in the morning, being mindful of God. A couple of things that I do that help me with this is I keep right on my little end table by my bed a devotional book called God Calling. It's a wonderful book that presents a message for each day of the week. And the great thing is that these are short enough messages that I can read the message before I do anything else. And I mean anything else. <laughs> I can just wake up, read that, and then take that with me on into the day. And what's amazing is I have found that oftentimes the message of that day is particularly applicable. That somehow God knows what I need and uses these writers to help me through the day. That can be true for each of us to become mindful of God as our first thought and first action of the morning. Another idea is to take a three-by-five card and write a scripture that's meaningful to you on it and to immediately grab that when you first get up and let that begin to sink into your heart, to saturate and marinate your spirit in the presence of God. God is mindful of us and we are called to be mindful of God. It all flows together and from this there is then the next place that mindfulness takes us. There is God's heart and our heart, our heart and God's heart. And what's next? Our hearts in each other's hearts. This personal relationship with God flows into community. As God is mindful of us and we are mindful of God, we cannot help but be mindful of each other. God expressed this very personally in the person of Jesus Christ. This was God's loving intent expressed in human form. 
And then Jesus lived that mindfulness of others throughout his life in beautiful and powerful ways. We who are so, lo so loved by God live out God's love as we become mindful of others. This is what Paul meant when he wrote, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The peculiar thing about Jesus' mind was that it was always directed toward others. Jesus was divine mindfulness incarnate. Jesus noticed those who were forgotten. He cherished those who were despised. In the midst of the crowd pushing all around him, Jesus noticed the touch of a despairing woman who merely grazed the hem of his garment. We are called to be mindful of one another. This is our choice to make again and again. Jesus was so aware and so present to community and to people that even in the midst of a large crowd, he was mindful of that touch in the hem of his garment, and it became a transforming moment. We are called to be mindful of each other even as God is mindful of us. It's how love is lived out. It's so easy for us to think we don't have time. We're too busy. But we're here for a reason, and the reason we're here is to be the expression of God's love for each other. To learn what it means to experience community even when we're busy and rushed, and we can all grow in this area. In my 11 years of pastoring here, I've observed many times how this community called Resurrection has come together in mindful ways. I was going to share a story from the past, but I don't need to. I can share a story from the present. I am thankful that this is a mindful community, and it became true again this week. On Thursday night, moments before the resurrection connection, I was making some final preparations. Everything seemed calm when suddenly this whooshing sound came out of nowhere. And before I could even think, water was pouring from the ceiling in my office. I began to grab buckets. I began to grab trash cans. I'm very glad that this is not captured on videotape <laughs> because I know it was not a pretty sight. And for about 20 minutes, I was alone because people hadn't yet arrived for the class, and the people working on the float didn't know what was going on over here yet. <laughs> so I was running from room to room and trying to fight back the water as best I could, and I know inside myself I began thinking, God, I'm here! <laughs> Help! <laughs> this is one of those moments, God, I need you to come through now! And every so often I'd run over to the, to the gathering place where the Resurrection Connection was supposed to be, hoping that someone had arrived. And then Jonna showed up. And I remember when I saw Jonna show up, it was like, thank God. <laughs> and she's right here this morning. And, and then she began to help. And then she went and got folks from the Pride team to come over and help. And then people started arriving for the class. And then others who just knew we were having issues, they just figured, you know, if it's raining this hard here, I know it's raining hard at the church, let me see what's going on, came. And uh, you've heard the expression, God send. God send. For all of you who have been uh, helping these last three days, uh, you, have, you have been God sent. 
You have been God's mindfulness coming through in human form and taking destruction and turning it into grace. It's amazing how God works, how God works through us, how what we can't do alone, God does through community. I, for one, am very grateful for lesbians with big muscles and strong spirits. Alice Trillin, the husband, I mean the wife of Calvin Trillin, uh, one year served as a volunteer at a camp for terminally ill children. One of the girls at the camp became a special friend to her. Her name was Elle. And Elle was not only terminally ill but disabled. But she had this amazing, courageous spirit. And Alice found herself drawn to Elle more and more. One day Elle was playing Duck Duck Goose and Alice just happened to glance down and see that Elle had left a card sitting on a bench. And she couldn't help, since the card was open, but to read the first few lines, and it was from her parents. And the first few lines said, Dear Elle, if we had all the children in the world to choose from, we would have chosen you to be our daughter. When Alice saw that, she was deeply moved and immediately ran to another volunteer and said, read this, look at this. It's the secret of life. God is that mindful of us. God is like that divine parent who would choose you from all the children in the world. Only God can love us with those sort of divine cosmic proportions. But that divine cosmic love becomes a personal mindful love in this place as we gather together. Oh, God is mindful of you today. Be mindful of God and let that mindfulness draw us to deeper and deeper grace. Jesus Christ, we thank you today for being in our midst, for being mindful of us. Help us to live our faith in truer and deeper ways. And help us to indeed discover the secret of life, which is to remember, to know, to act with intention, to love as community. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us today as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this your church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world. And hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen.